Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast in collaboration with the Northwest Arkansas Council. Today, of all days, we are embarking on a captivating journey, diving into the heart of our region's healthcare landscape. Join me as we explore a candid conversation about the state of healthcare in Northwest Arkansas, addressing access to care, shortages of specialized services, and the ongoing pursuit of solutions. Throughout this episode, we're going to shed some light on the collaborative efforts of the Northwest Arkansas Council, the Alice Walton School of Medicine, and local healthcare providers in tackling these challenges head on. We're going to delve into the significance of policy changes and legislative efforts that attract and retain talented healthcare professionals and what we are doing to make our region a thriving healthcare destination. Additionally, we're going to also try to connect the dots when it comes to art and medicine, discovering how these domains 
harmonize to promote holistic well-being in Northwest Arkansas. Together, let's envision the future impact of the Alice Walton School of Medicine and all of the other amazing initiatives on transforming healthcare over the coming decade right here in Northwest Arkansas. Sit back and relax. I think you're going to enjoy this podcast episode. Without further ado, I want to welcome our two special guests. We have Ryan Cork, who is the the Northwest Arkansas Council Executive Director of Healthcare Transformation, and Walter Harris, who is the COO of the Art and Wellness Enterprise as part of the Whole Health Institute that's right up there in Bentonville. And so without further ado, gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Doing very well. How are you, sir? Doing well. Excellent. Excellent. So I'm, I'm so excited to get this going. I mean, we've, we've talked about this uh, ad nauseum in terms of just, there's just so many moving parts to this conversation about healthcare in Northwest Arkansas. And I would preface this to say that, you know, one of the reasons why I created this podcast back, you know, several years ago was because it didn't exist when I moved here in 2014, just like the Alice Walton School of Medicine didn't exist back in 2014. But I'm excited to see that, you know, nobody lets any grass grow under their feet. And we're constantly looking at innovative ways to continue to make Northwest Arkansas an amazing destination for people to come visit, but also for people to come as a place to live. And so today I really wanted to jump into this conversation about healthcare here in Northwest Arkansas. And so Ryan, given your background and experience, I figured it would make the most sense to talk about the current state of healthcare in Northwest Arkansas and, you know, what are some of the key healthcare issues the region is facing? No, thank you. And and I think level setting for this conversation, you know, is is probably best and it'll help Walter drive, I think, some of his thoughts and feedback. But as a region, and I'm going to date myself a few years, but Jim Walton, Alice Walton, and John Tyson came together based off of work that their fathers had started with the Northwest Arkansas Council and economic development in the region and said, you know, let's now through the same lens, let's look at healthcare. And so they commissioned a study that really grasped and detailed out what was called out migration. So it's healthcare dollars leaving our community. It, it's time lost from work, time lost from school, travel, plus the actual cost of, of the healthcare leaving. And that total sum or some total came back to roughly $1 billion a year that was leaving, right? I mean, imagine any industry, if you lose a billion dollars a year, you know, there, there's some obvious, some changes that, that need to come about. So we looked at that. We looked into specific surgery lines or, or surgical lines. We looked into some medicine lines. And then what other factors were attributing, you know, patients to leave? A medical education was one, medical students, another, and then having expanded access to clinical care. Off of that, our plan was put together in collaboration concert with Walter and others about as a region, how can we address that, close these gaps, and essentially who can do what, right? As we're assigning, you know, if, if you think of us as, as a team and each person, he or she has their, their plays that they're running or their routes that they're running. And that's what we're doing as, as an institution of Northwest Arkansas, made up of, of individual players, but yet all on the same one larger team. And then tackling this, and, and I'm sure Walter will get into what they're doing in, in the med school and, and others, but looking at graduate medical education first, increasing the state's 
complement of residents by almost 200 additional residents that we've worked with the, the Alswell School of Medicine, Whole Health Institute, Washington Regional Medical Center, and University of Arkansas Medical Sciences. So for the state, we already have a win that we can keep 200 more medical students now. That will then create more residencies. So we have new attending physicians and specialties that we don't currently have and or don't have enough access of, which was driving or a major drive behind the out-migration. And so we're looking to solve that problem and then expanding through new hires, partnerships, collaborations, just existing service lines that are there that it may take years to build up from a human capital workforce. And so looking to pool our resources of how we can do some work right now. And, and we've systematically chipped away at, at the reasons why this outmigration was happening. And I, I do believe now, and data supports that some of this outmigration is, is starting to in-migrate, which is what our, our goal is. We aren't at the billion dollar mark yet, but working together as a cohesive community to look to, to turn around, you know, the, the proverbial ship that was that, that report of, of the, the out-migration and healthcare dollars leaving the market. You know, it's funny when you say all of that, I think about the fact that I relocated here from Boston and I've mentioned this before on my podcast. Obviously, Boston has no shortage of great hospitals, great medical resources. And that was actually a legitimate concern that my wife had when moving here. All three of my boys were born at Brigham and Women's, which was like for a while was like one of the number one birthing hospitals. And, you know, one of the things I said to her is I said, well, you know, things are happening here in Northwest Arkansas. We're, we are growing by leaps and bounds. And it's just a matter of time. I didn't realize how prophetic those words would be that in just a few short years after that statement that I made to my wife, and I think I, I mentioned that to her probably like in 2014, that we now have what we have in our own backyard with the, the looming potential of what the Alice Walton School of Medicine represents, the whole health institute. I mean, there's just, and, and everything, all of the work that the council is doing to bring all of these different parties together to the same table. I, I think it's important. And I think people need to be aware of that, right? It's one of those things where you want to say to people, hey, just be patient. It's coming. We are building that field of dreams that we've been talking about when it comes to healthcare. And it, it's coming slowly but surely. Would you, would you say that's an accurate statement, Walter? Absolutely. I, you know, I go back to Ryan's comment about the community coming together to make things happen. This is exactly what's happening with uh, all the efforts that Alice Walton is working with. You know, Ryan talked about how GME took the UAMS, uh, Alice Walton Foundation, and took the School of Medicine, and took the, the North Arkansas Council all to come together to make GME happen. So what we're doing now is, is we're going to take it a step further and, and say that the School of Medicine, if you're going to change the way medicine is taught, I mean, it's, going, it's rendered, you've got to change the way it's taught. So the Alice Walton School of Medicine is doing just that. We're bringing a new breed of doctors in who actually can look at patients in a different light, right? You know, if I had my way, I will give every medical school student a return on investment calculator to determine why would I give a shot? Why would I send someone to the ER versus why would I provide them with other lines of services upstream to keep people healthy? So the School of Medicine is designed to teach doctors to self-care so that when they talk to patients, they can teach the patients to self-care, right? What good is to teach a doctor only the I's and O's and don't teach them the humanities of, of medicine so that the patients can understand where they're coming from? So that's the School of Medicine. Then the whole health institute is really designed to rally the community around issues, 
to guide them to where resources are, to work closely with the Northwood Arkansas Council, and to make sure that we are we got the primary issues together. And by the way, Ryan talked about the region of, of Northwood Arkansas coming together. We classify the region as states beyond Arkansas, right? Rural health is, is about partnering with many beyond Arkansas and us coming together around the same level of commonalities and issues that we face. I think gathering laws does make impact happen in a positive way. And then finally, the delivery pieces of this, and, and Ryan talked about out-migration, he's spot on right. How do you change that? And how do you change the way currently doctors and physicians and caregivers are providing services? And so it starts, again, it starts with the medical school. You have a, a group that's advocating for all the changes in the region. And then you have a delivery system that delivers all those things. And when those things all come together, you have what I call a well-rounded environment of healthcare and delivery in a region that's needed like this one. So it, it's well thought of that Alice Walton, through her personal learned experiences and habits that she experienced in healthcare, drove her to this. But the educational side, her family has always been involved in that, right? So now we have the best of all the things coming together in a region that is needing it. And so that, that's how I see it all playing together for Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, that is exciting. And, and what, it's funny, I heard somebody say the other day that back in the early 2000s, it would have been unheard of to say that, you know, the heartland or Northwest Arkansas would become a destination of the arts. And in a short period of time, just a decade plus, we've experienced that with what Crystal Bridges has been. And so I'm not betting against Alice Walton and her vision for what could be from a healthcare perspective, because we've seen what she's done with the arts. And so I'm excited about what the full-blown potential will be for this movement. For our listener, though, could you just kind of talk about the three specific transformational initiatives that we're seeing as part of this program? That would be the Alice L. Walton School of Medicine, or awesome, as I like to call it, the Whole Health Institute. And the health system partnerships, right? Because it's, it's, I think it's important for people to understand that, that you guys are not trying to replace anybody. You guys are trying to bring everybody under the tent and so that we can all work together. That's the Mercies, the, the Washington Regionals, all of these different organizations that all mean so much to our community. The Children's Hospital. I mean, there's so many moving parts. I would love for you just to kind of help our, our listeners understand that. Randy, you, you encapsulated it well. The question on the table would be, or well, there's a statement to be made, if we had everything needed, would we be doing this? And so the efforts that Alice Walton has taken on is to complement. So yeah, a health delivery systems they do compete, but nowadays the way the industry is running, it's much more important to collaborate. And so all of these efforts, the School of Medicine or Awesome, WHI and the health systems partnerships are all designed to raise all the votes to complement what we have, to expand access, to reduce the cost of care, to create what I would consider upstream services that says, instead of going to sit in the ER for two hours, maybe you have a doc that's on video talking to you about an issue that may not necessarily have you go to the ER and resolve your issue quicker, having a concierge level type of support for healthcare in this region, right? And so these things are created to make it happen. School of Medicine, good example, Randy. A school of medicine cannot be created without a, a, an entire region, an entire community bringing together. UAMS, U of A, Mercy, Washington Regional, all of these organizations, the council, everyone has to come together to make us to grow up a school. It takes a lot for that to happen. But the delivery system, if we had a continuity of care and an expansion of care of, of specialty services, for example, if we had enough right now, we wouldn't be out looking for out, out to, to prevent out migration, right? So 
why not create something more to expand the ability for access to be created here in this region and have those who really need to care to take advantage of it. And then the Health Institute, it's the rallying point for all things complicated to be addressed via policies, to do outreach for the community by engaging more with the community, to have strong data and analysis associated with all the things we do. We wanna have strong data sets for that. And so all three of these efforts are designed to complement, not to necessarily compete, it's designed to expand our access and make us a destination of choice for healthcare, not just in Arkansas, but around the region itself. Yeah. And then when you kind of, if we drill down a little further in terms of just looking at Awesome or the Alice L. Walton School of Medicine, and it's, I know that the accreditation is pending as of, as of the time that we're recording this, but I suspect that we anticipate receiving that accreditation at some point in time in the very near future. And I just, I would be, I'd love for you just to kind of share with our audience why this is going to be such a different medical school and why it's just going to be a different experience, especially for those matriculating through the program, especially when I think about self-care with those that are in the four-year program, how you guys are going to integrate arts and the health system. I mean, I never thought about, I mean, yeah, I kind of understand how art relaxes me when I look at it, when I'm around it, I can appreciate it more. But there are some dynamic connections between art and health, technology and innovation, and then also infusing art and nature. All of that is encompassed in what you're trying to do at the Alice L. Walton School of Medicine. I'd love for you just to kind of give us some of the highlights, the, the real high-level highlights of, of all four of these areas. You know, self-care, when you look at the hard work that physicians, nurses, practitioners all go through, you know, it, it takes a yeoman's effort to make their job successful. It, it, there's a lot of work there. If you don't start with having the caregivers take care of themselves, how can they properly, properly take care of our patients and our communities? So it's important that we take that effort. I would argue that burnout doesn't start once a doctor comes out of medical school and enters the hospital. I would argue that burnout starts in medical school, where when students go through four years of medical school, some really don't get the culture of a hospital system and what it takes to actually navigate through the days and nights of a hospital system. Our school is going to take them through day one to day to final, where they actually will find themselves in, in, interacting with hospital systems early. We will teach them the business of healthcare. We will give them tools they need to be able to navigate through trying times and situations. We will have them working with folks who have gone through it for many years before, so the proper experts to train and teach them. They will go through various landscapings of healthcare delivery systems between Washington Regional, UAMS, Mercy, they'll have all those various types of scenarios they run through. So they have a variated way of taking care of patients. But the most important thing we're going to teach them is how to come up with the storyline of a patient. A, a two-second example, we spoke to a very high-level professional about a year ago, and he says the best prescription he's ever written was an air conditioner unit. That's because he was trying to find out what was going on with his patient. The patient would never come in to see him. So he got in his car and drove out into the Moni's, only to find out this guy was living in a sweltering double wide trailer with no AC in it. So his conditions was driving his health outcomes. Not only did he prescribe the AC unit, he actually allowed the patient to talk to him virtually. So he created a you know, technology for him to be able to reach via video and via telephone. And so that doctor went to explore the story of that patient. And because of that, this patient is now living healthier and longer, but his environment was driving his health conditions. Wasn't necessarily some body illness, he was in sweltering heat in 90 degree, 90 plus degree temperatures and a double lap, no AC. So he had to go back and say to his bosses, I need to prescribe an air, air conditioner. 
That's the type of doctors we want to have, compassionate, yet technically savvy, yet understands how to dive into the stories of a patient to figure out how to properly treat a patient. And not just fixing that one condition, but a host of conditions down the line so patients can stay healthier longer. All of our doctors will be trained in that way. So self-care, integrating ourselves strongly with the healthcare systems around so they can explore the various types of healthcare systems and using technology as a way to be innovative and to help our patients that we can't reach out in those far reaching areas, give them the ability to access from different modalities. That is what I call a strong, strong teaching model. Yeah. And, you know, it's as, as you're saying all this, I'm listening and, and lately there have been several reports about the fact that the healthcare profession is under duress, right? Healthcare professionals are under duress. The, you know, the mandates of, you know, only seven minutes per patient and stuff like that, you know, and I'm thinking, man, that's crazy. How do you, how do you even build a relationship in seven minutes as a healthcare provider? And it's like, I'm excited to see what you guys are able to do because it sounds like you're going to take a lot of what those findings have been lately in the whole healthcare industry and turn it on its ear, or at least that's the hope with what you guys are trying to do at the Alice Walton School of Medicine and through the whole Health Institute of just rethinking how healthcare is done. That's right. And you, Randy, you hit the most important part, which is a team-centered effort for a patient. So there's more than one person. You know, you take a triangle and you turn it on its side, and anytime you turn it, there's someone at the beginning of it. We want patients to feel that there's always someone there at the beginning and at the end. And so when you turn a triangle over, there's always someone on point to make sure that patient is navigating through the process of the system in a way that they feel as though they're getting the proper access and the proper treatment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about, I have not, I know people that are in medical school. Of course, we're always uh, attracted to the best or what we consider to be the best places to go for medical school. I think one of the things is getting people to recognize that Northwest Arkansas is an option. It's a destination. Ryan, what, what are you, can you highlight some of the factors that make this region, and because you've been working on this for a while from, the, from your perspective, an appealing place for healthcare professionals to start or grow their careers? And I think it's important. The reason why I'm asking this is because there may be somebody down the road whose child wants to go or matriculate through medical school, and they had never They've only thought about going to one coast or the other. Now it's like, hey, you can come to the heartland and you can get an amazing education at the Alice Walton School of Medicine. And there's a there's a lot that is available. And so even before we physically fling these doors open of this medical school, can you talk about some of the factors that make this region appealing an appealing place for healthcare professionals to start or grow their careers? Yeah, and I think that's a good point, Randy, because they're, you know, med schools are competitive, right? Jobs are competitive. And so we need to distance ourselves or, or stand out. And, and A, so you, you just look at our region, our landscape, you look at our MSA, you look at quality of life, all that we can do outside of, of work or outside of school. I believe that, that we're winning in that category amongst, you know, MSAs that are comparable in our size. We recently broke into the top 100 MSAs in the United States. We continue to grow. We're looking to double or expand our, our population over the next 20 years. And so we are at that growth projection or in that growth projection that the community is going to expand in, in a good way. So looking at everything outside of work, I think there's a reason there. Looking at, at things inside of the work. You know, obviously a, a new way to learn and, and the way that a physician will think and feel and act in their their capacity, I think, will be appealing to some medical students. Same with residents coming in. There would just be a new a new feel, right, about what we're doing in Northwest Arkansas and the buzz that is around us. And 
you know, you look at a, a Brigham or, or Harvard or other institutions, and they're historically they've been fantastic, right? They've been in existence a hundred years, one hundred and fifty years, and sometimes it's the same. And we we get the opportunity and privilege to help write you know, our narrative and, and what the future holds. And I think that's exciting. And, and we look at recruiting and enticing med students, residents to match here, and then also attending physicians and ancillary staff. Another piece that Walter mentioned, and, and to kind of go into a, a little bit of detail, but yes, Northwest Arkansas, that's our home and that's our, our backyard and protect our ground motto and flag. But looking across the other states, you know, Southeastern United States, are chronically and historically the worst in healthcare outcomes. And so working with the School of Medicine and, and Walters and others in the system, system delivery system or system of delivery, but working with the University of Mississippi Medical Center, working with the University of Texas at Austin and learning from them, what have they done? What has worked? What has not worked? Because a lot of our populations are the same. A lot of our disease sets are the same. And a lot of what we're doing can be the same and we can get some economy of scale. And so not only are we unique in Northwest Arkansas, where you have veterans, regional, children's, community clinic, Mercy, you know, everyone together, you also have states collaborating with us as well. And I would challenge anyone to look across the national landscape and say, oh, well, they're doing that here. The answer is they aren't. They may do a piece of it, but no one flat out is doing everything that we're doing. And it, it's the beauty is it's all stepped together. And, and so as Walter you know, mentioned that triangle or, or pyramid and, and the patient is always first, right? He or she is at the center of everything we do. And as they're, they're developing med students to deliver this in-home teletherapy or, or doc at home program, you know, today we're working on a model to do that using the community parametrics from the veteran side, right? And so we're on the ramp now, if you will, to start to change the way that care is delivered. And then when the Alice Wild School of Medicine is online and, and we're continuing to work and, and push our agenda forward, we're just going to make better what it is that we're doing. And so all of that and the initiatives that are here, the research, the technology, the, the startups, the incubators, you know, everything that's here makes this whole opportunity appealing, I would tell you, for any young medical professional, any young professional, period, but any young medical professional, anyone that wants to teach, wants to, to be a part of a community that's making change, it's fascinating. I, I, I don't want to speak for Mr. Harris, but I would assume <laughs> he and I answered that phone call when it rang because no. of what I just said. It's yeah. that appealing. Yeah. That's spot on right. And, and right now, I'll just cover it. Just say that the access and quality of life in, in Northwest Arkansas is some of the most unique I've ever seen in my 30 years of working a career. And the way that you look at a good, good case study is Crystal Bridges. You've had 10 million people come to a place where they say no one would ever come to see a museum, right? So clearly, there's something special about this region. And so bringing the health piece into, into art is a natural form. And so I believe you'll see. Again, healthcare, medical education, health initiatives and advocacy be something that's on the rise to be a model for everything else across the country in this area. Yeah. You know, and and just be curious to know, Walter, and because again, you alluded to the fact that you moved here. You came here from the West Coast, Pasadena area. So you've experienced living in, in some very unique places. And, you know, and I know we spoke uh, when I had a chance to meet you in person and, you know, in the last I'd say, well, you've been here about 18 months. You said you've really been impressed 
with Northwest Arkansas and, and with Arkansas in general. I would love for you just to kind of talk about specifically, and, and this is for all of those out here that are in on the political spectrum, how have some of the policy changes that have played a significant role in attracting and retaining healthcare professionals, specifically here in this area? I'd love for you, Walter, to discuss the importance of recent policy developments and legislative efforts in making Northwest Arkansas an appealing place. And I, I say that word very clearly, an appealing place for healthcare talent. Let me go back to Ryan's comment around GME. That's a huge effort that demonstrates how a region can come together when all the chips are down. Tell us real quickly what GME stands for. Graduate medical education. This is when students complete their four years of, of medical education. Having a place to come back to practice in a real way of the residency is important. The statistics shows that most of those students, when they do the residency in the place, they tend to stay there. And so it's more than just creating the slots. It's creating the future for healthcare professionals in the region. So GME slots of 200 that Ryan pointed to means 200 additional people will be living in this region, rendering healthcare in some form or fashion. That's hugely important. And so when you come here, you see how all the parties come together or something, you get the sense that they're serious about it. Yeah. And me coming in from California to see how it quickly comes together and then having the glue factors of the various types of families who live here who are very dedicated to making sure this state and this region is going to move forward in healthcare. It's attractive and it's appealing. The museum itself is one of those things where it's not just a museum, it's access to a different way of life that people have never had without it being in existence, right? And so that's how healthcare is playing a role. And that's why the policies that are being created and monitored through and managed through here in Arkansas are making a huge difference. But 100 slots does mean a future for Arkansas. 200 slots means an even greater future. And having the health delivery systems, having whole health, having the School of Medicine, the Council, Washington Regional, all come together around these same topics demonstrated how when you bring a mass of people together for the right reason, right reason for the common purpose and goal, you have success. Yeah. So this region is a great example of that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's and I want to kind of paint a picture for people that are listening to this. If you've been to Crystal Bridges, it's almost going to be like an access of the different buildings that are going to be up in that arena or area. You've got the Amazium, which is just outside of the footprint of Crystal Bridges, but then just north of that is where the Alice Walton School of Medicine is going to be. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And so when you think about that, I would love for you just, Walter, just expand a little bit. You mentioned it. You talked a little bit about the impact that Crystal Bridges has had, but just expand a little bit on the relationship between the two domains of healthcare and art, because I don't want that to be lost on anyone listening to this. And I want them to fully understand and appreciate how that can play a huge role. I don't think we think of art in that way, right? So I think art plays can play a huge role in our well-being. And, and so sometimes I don't think we recognize that. But all I know is that every time I walk into Crystal Bridges, I feel better. But it's more than just visiting Crystal Bridges. There's something about the transformative nature of art and how it impacts us physically. So I'd love for you just to kind of talk about how you guys are connecting those dots when it comes to art and healthcare. Art is an integral part of the space we're building for medical school. It's actually, we're actually building art into our curriculum. And so it's very fitting that you would have a school of medicine sitting on the exact same campus as an American Museum of Art. Someone taught me over the last 18 months that I know starts with a W, first name starts with an A, that art is everyone's story different. And every time you walk away from an art piece of art and come back to it, there's a different story to be told. There's a program out here now that's growing across the country called narrative medicine, where you have a group of docs and nurses and, and staff members who look at an art piece of artwork 
and you ask them to tell you what they see, right? The art has means something different to every single person in that room. And so when you have a group of doctors going to a museum to figure out the way to heal someone by looking at a piece of art and telling what that story is, that's when you know you're training doctors different. So art is an integral part of the curriculum. It is required. As a matter of fact, someone said to me, I mean, first name starts with A and last name starts with W, <laughs> said to me that they want the students to even become tour guides of the museum. Yeah. I believe the students will absolutely love that. Man, having, you know, having that, inter that integration of art and medicine is really the key. Yeah. I think it's a integral part of what makes us totally different. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of giving me goosebumps when I think about it because, you know, it's an idea whose time has probably finally come, right? In terms of embracing these two areas because they are so prominent in our minds, even though we don't always acknowledge them that way. I think it's important. And, and so I think Alice Walton may be on to something. And I think what you have been entrusted to steward is going to be important. It's going to be work that people are going to look back on 20, 30, 40 years from now and say, these folks in the heartland figured it out. And now healthcare is the better because of it, right? I mean, because we're getting to that place where AI, where technology is infusing itself into healthcare, where we're going to start to combat diseases like never before. I think, I don't think people realize that, that maybe Mike, I have a 13 year old. He may fully grow up in a time where most, not all, but most diseases are eradicated through healthcare and technology. And so I'm excited for that. I mean, you know, the three of us, because we got a little gray in, a, in us, but, you know, we may not experience that fully, but our kids or our kids' kids will certainly be the benefactors of the movement that we are seeing in healthcare specifically and what, you know, what we are getting to witness right here in this sandbox that is Northwest Arkansas. So I'm excited about this. And I know people listening to this were like, well, great. Well, I need to see the doctor tomorrow. When can I fully embrace this, right? When will this really be a reality for me? Ryan, I would love for you to kind of talk about the question that I'm sure everybody's been asking you when it comes to the realistic time frame for seeing substantial improvements in the healthcare ecosystem of Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I would assume, you know, that's a lot, if not everyone, that asked themselves that same question. So, A, the simple answers were there now. You know, there's ground broken, there's accreditation packets that are in, there's collaboration amongst the systems. And so it's not all talk. There's plenty, plenty of action that is happening every single day that you may not see with your own eyes, but I'm positive and I promise that it's there. The other piece, and, you know, why Walter's vision and, and Ms. Welton's vision is mapped out from the med school and, and onward, you know, we're looking at, at today initiatives as well. And so that, just to give you a few examples of, of things that we've had that are out there, and this is an everyone thing, so it's not just the council, but working with everyone in our healthcare system, we were able to embed some community healthcare workers with local law enforcement. We were able to embed some community healthcare workers in our public libraries. And so help communities that frequent the public library that might come from the unsheltered population or help someone in a time of crisis when he or she comes in contact with law enforcement so you can have a diversion into what they really need in terms of maybe a social impact or mental health. We're looking at utilizing military veterans coming out of the service, obviously, but in contact with a local veteran-owned company called University Health Performance, and then training military veterans at our local Northwest Arkansas Community College to be community paramedics, 
to serve and, and help fill about 100 of the vacancies we have in our firehouses, rolling vacancies all in Northwest Arkansas that could deliver that care and home that Walter spoke about now. We're working with a group of certified nurse midwives to help the state's outcome in maternal fetal medicine and mortality rates, working with some of our large employers, obviously the School of Medicine and Whole Health, because as Walter mentioned, it's not just Northwest Arkansas, this is across the state. Value-based care, which has been a buzzword in healthcare for years now, but we actually have a, a meeting with all of our commercial payers from the state of Arkansas set in September to bring them to Northwest Arkansas to physically show what it is we're talking about in this collaboration that we're working together now. Working and have, we just graduated a cohort of startup companies out of Fuel Health, and they're working on everything from a, a wearable glove that helps detect, it serves as a mammogram, right? And so it, it helps, not a full mammogram, but it helps detect or early detect potential signs of breast cancer, right? We, we're working on a data repository on your phone so you can store all of your healthcare records on your phone like you do in your Apple wallet for your movie tickets or your driver's license. And so we're working on these things now, utilizing everything that is the vision of Ms. Walton and, and Walter and others, and then doing it, working backwards, but doing it now. Because if we come out or if anyone comes out and say, oh, in 12 years, I'm going to do X, you're going to lose everyone between that year one and year 11. And so us being able to work in tandem and in concert and continue to push out a product, a product being a healthcare system that delivers quality care at a lower price, preferably in home or when it's appropriate for the patient, that's fully what we're behind and what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Walter, you want to add anything to that? No, I think he, he's spot on. I want to talk about <laughs> a couple of things. One, you talk about your son, which I think is really pro profound that you would think about that. I would guess that at some point in time, your son becomes our age, which we're still in our 20s left. Right. Yes. <laughs> they will predict before, long before he reaches your age so he can be healthy before he gets to your age. So that's the key to that. Yes. I want to talk about timelines and things we're going to be doing, as Ryan pointed out. So next, we plan the next year have to have the whole Health Institute building completed in 2024. Okay. We plan, if accreditation goes well, we want to have our School of Medicine developed and completed out of the ground in spring of 2025. And pending accreditation, we want to be able to say fall of 2025, we will have students coming through that building. It's all about accreditation first. And then futuristically, we want to then begin working with our health delivery partners to find out the best integration patterns we can pull together to have everyone focus on value-based care and value-based outcomes so that we can expand access, we can have lower-cost care, we can arrest out-migration. If we do the health systems, they come together the right ways, all those things can happen here in Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's and for people listening to this that are thinking about moving to this area, my frame of mind and experience since being here now eight plus years is that when I moved here in 2014, there was no children's hospital here in Northwest Arkansas. So if I had had a really sick child or someone that made a child that had, you know, some challenges from a healthcare perspective, I would have had to move. I would have had to go down to Little Rock with some frequency. But now we have the Children's Hospital right in our own backyard, right in Springdale. And that's just, to me, that's just one example of what the potential is in Northwest Arkansas for just having a real command of our healthcare environment in this area. And I, I think if that's the example of what we can expect, it's just a matter of time before this whole thing really just mushrooms out and grows beyond anybody's imagination. 
And Randy, if I may, to add to that point, exactly agree with children's coming online to the point just to, to illustrate where we are collaboratively. And so if you take a medical subspecialty into neurology, right? We have excellent neurologists. We just don't have enough neurologists, right? And so as you look at MS, Parkinson's, dementia, movement disorders, if you look at Lou Gehrig's, if you look at even post-concuss and TBI and head trauma, there aren't enough providers that are here. And so all of the institutions that are in Northwest Arkansas now coming together to say, look, I do X very well. And that may be, I have the latest MRI. And the other institution saying, I have the best, you know, ancillary staff or occupational therapist and another institution, you know, has the benefit of the drug benefit at a reduced cost as a federally qualified health center. And they're all coming together to deliver this neurological service line of care, pick the specific disease set. And it's not a, it's not this financial windfall of, you know, everyone's making all this grandiose money. It's the need in the community and answering that bell or that phone when there is a need and showing how they're coming together to collaborate with one another for the benefit, again, to quote Walter, with the patient first. And Randy, if you look at just the basic chronic illnesses, if we were to educate people on blood pressure is is treatable, preventable. Diabetes is, you can regress that. Obesity can be managed, right? If we teach the, the lion's share population about those simple chronic illnesses, imagine how much more space we make for those who really need the health care, right? So you educate the community, you're showing people how to take care of themselves longer and for greater periods of time, and then you're bringing the necessities for health care in ways that's needed for those who need it in a way that's going to reduce the cost, open access, you know, make things more affordable, and identify a risk of migration. So the simple patterns can make things better just by doing a little bit of work here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's listen, I mean, you guys have already and when I say you guys, I mean, both of you, all of your teams, Ryan, what you're doing at the council, which clearly continues to just push the envelope when it comes to awareness around these issues and making sure that you're addressing them at every turn. And, and certainly, Walter, we are glad that you are a new resident here in Northwest Arkansas and, and the way that you have teamed up with Alice Walton and the rest of the team there and Beth Bobbitt and so many amazing people that are all part of that organization. It's only a matter of time before we really get to see the fruit of the the time and effort that you're putting in at the onset now. And we know how, like they say, as you prime the pump, right? It, you just have to keep priming it. But eventually that water starts pouring and you don't have to prime the pump anymore, not in the same way that you, that you did originally. And so I want people to understand that concept because that's what we're experiencing here in Northwest Arkansas on many platforms beyond just healthcare and art, what we're doing. I mean, there's just so many other areas that the Northwest Arkansas Council is focusing on, our demographics and how things are just changing and adjusting every day. 36 net new people a day are moving here to Northwest Arkansas. And so there's a reason for that. And it's not just because of jobs. It's because of a little bit of everything. I wish I could name or rattle off every single aspect of why Northwest Arkansas, it is so special. We have the backdrop, this beautiful land and this space that we have, but also what's the land without the people? And if we don't focus on the people that are here, we're missing out. And I believe that what you guys are doing between the Alice Walton School of Medicine, the Whole Health Institute, the Northwest Arkansas Council, it's in all of the other healthcare practitioners and providers out there. I think it's nothing short of amazing of what is and what will be in the near future. So I encourage everyone listening to this to really, you know, gain some more insight. If you want to learn more about what Ryan and his team are doing, please reach out to the Northwest Arkansas Council. 
There are all kinds of programs for you to get involved with. You can get on their mailing list. Walter, is there a way for people, is there a mailing list for the whole Health Institute or for the Alice Walton School of Medicine? Yeah, let, let me get that back to you, but I sure. thought it will help us to figure out the, the, the proper uh, modalities for that. Yep, yeah, and we'll make sure. I mean, I don't want to put, I didn't mean to put you on spot, but I just I want to make sure people that are listening to this are saying, yeah, I want to be a part of what they're doing, or I want to learn more, or I have a kid growing up that wants to be a doctor, and yeah. I'd love for them to stay right here in Northwest Arkansas and matriculate through school and become a doctor right here in my own backyard. So we'll make sure we put all of that information in the show notes so you know how to connect with Ryan, you know how to connect with Walter to learn more about these programs that they discussed today. But gentlemen, I can't thank you enough. This was a very illuminating conversation. I really appreciate all of the effort and work that both of you are putting in in your respective areas. So thank you so much for for joining us on this special episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. We appreciate you both very much. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about I Am Northwest Arkansas or just to find out why you might want to move here, just check us out online at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. Remember, this podcast comes out every week, rain or shine, on Monday. We always have a brand new episode, and especially these episodes that we've been doing as we've partnered up with the Northwest Arkansas Council to talk about all of the amazing initiatives that are happening right here in our own backyard. I encourage you to subscribe, to listen to some of these episodes, and learn more about the place that I call home, that these two gentlemen call home, and why it is such a special place. Because I'm going to tell you, I never in a million years thought I would be living here in Northwest Arkansas, but here I am, and I'm loving it, and I don't think I'm leaving. Don't tell anyone, but I don't think I'm going to leave Northwest Arkansas. I may visit other places. I may, you know, in the wintertime, summer elsewhere, but I am, I, this is home. And there's a reason why I've called myself, I am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. Thank you so much for enjoying this particular episode. Check us out. If you have any questions, reach out to me, Randy at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. And we look forward to seeing you next week with another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.